Hey, 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 happy Sunday, everybody. It's time for another episode of Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit with your host, Dr. Carol Penn. My goodness, let's do a countdown. Let's see who's up on this first Sunday in the summer months. Well, I guess last Sunday was the first official Sunday. All right, are we ready? We're going to do a little countdown here. I'm so excited. All right, all right. Well, we're here for another episode of Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit with yours truly, Dr. Carol Penn, triply board certified in family medicine, obesity medicine, and osteopathic manipulative medicine, three-time best-selling author, and I'm so proud of my book, baby, Weightless. Not Weightless. Oh, my goodness. Maybe that's going to be bestseller number four. My book baby bestseller is Meditation in a Time of Madness, a guidebook for talented teens, tweens, their parents and guardians who need to thrive, along with my best-selling journal, 90-day journal of the same title, Meditation in a Time of Madness. Oh my goodness. And do I have, so my journal's right here. It is right here. And That is living, loving, and leading when it matters most. And this is really for the grown folks to organize our thoughts, to get our thoughts together. So I am so excited to welcome you this morning. Thank you for getting up early. Please go ahead and say hello in the chat so I can welcome you and see who's joining us before I get ready to introduce my superstar guest this morning. I am so excited about my guest this morning. Big things happening in her life, big things happening, oh, this summer. But let me me see who's here. Let me see who's here before I bring her back. Go ahead and drop it in the chat. Let us know that you are here. I'm going to start my good mornings now. So good morning and welcome Kenny Brazil Hamilton. So now you all might know Kenny if you watch my sh- my morning show, Meditation in a Time of Madness, which is ah on vacation for the summer because Kenny wrote the fabulous theme song, Meditation in a World of Madness. So please reach out to Kenny, friend Kenny, artist extraordinaire, creative extraordinaire. And I'm so honored to call him and his wife personal friends. Good morning. So there we go. So good morning. Good morning, Christine. We're back. Can't wait to talk to you. Christine is my fabulous personal assistant, executive assistant. And uh, well, I hope you enjoyed your break last week too. Good morning. The fabulous Victoria Lee Song Owutu is here who just launched her business on Juneteenth. Victoria, I hope to be seeing you this afternoon at two 
and finding out all about it. Find it. Oh, so excited. A new business. Can anybody say hashtag black brilliance? Good morning, Dr. Dietrich. Thank you for tuning in. Girl, I saw you yesterday in that exercise room. Is that in your townhouse? Get it, get it, get it. Dusting off all the equipment. Going to do her this summer. Wonderful. Hey, welcome, Sharon. Good morning, all. You've been away. And Paris? Oh, my goodness. Well, we have to hear all about Paris, and I hope Paris was good to you and fabulous. Well, folks are getting up. They are letting us know that we're here. I'm going to bring on my friend and special guest, Dr. Leslie M. Sharp. I like to bring people on camera when I'm reading their accolades because I just like to see their faces and their body language and how they light up when they hear how fabulous they are, how truly, truly fabulous they are. So here she is. Welcome, Dr. Leslie. Welcome, Dr. Leslie. So here we go. Dr. Leslie M. Sharp, a.k.a. Dr. Leslie, is a board-certified emergency medicine physician who is also an international speaker, a best-selling author, and a professional photographer. She serves as the medical director for the Regional Sexual Assault Nurse Examiners and is dedicated to working to end human trafficking. As the founder and chief medical officer of Sharp Medical Group, she can be found on social media platforms. She delivers two-minute emergency segments designed to teach the community how to stay safe, healthy, and out of the emergency department. When Dr. Leslie steps away from the medical realm, she can be found in her studio working with her creative side as a product on portrait photographer. So there you have it, Dr. Leslie. Fabulous. And we're going to hear all about that, all about that journey, all about that adventure. This is the last Sunday and our theme of freedom. And we're all going to learn all about freedom and what freedom means to Dr. Leslie. So welcome, Dr. Leslie. Dr. Dietrich saying, hey, Dr. Leslie. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Carol. And I am so excited to be here and talk about freedom and what it means to me. So thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, well, you are welcome indeed. So tell, let everybody know where you are. All right. I am in Abilene, Texas. And I better explain where that is because a lot of people don't yes. know. <laughs> I'm about two and a half hours west of Dallas. So I am in central Texas. Okay. A pretty small town. Well, I'm sorry. They refer to it as a city because I'm from majors, from a major city. I think of it as a town, but there's about 130,000 people here. All right. Excellent. So, but now tell me this. You are board certified ER doc. Mm -hmm. Can you give us, paint the picture? How did you go? So where are you from originally? Because mm -hmm. I don't think you were born in Abilene. And give us the story. Give us that. We want to know. Anybody want to know what the real tea is with Dr. Leslie? How did you get to be Dr. Leslie? All right. Well, I am originally from Philadelphia. So when I said major city, 
That's what I was referring to. And I have, I went to undergrad in Boston. I did medical school in Chicago, residency in Florida. So I've been a lot of different places and just a lot of different changes that went on in my life. I decided to try something different. And so I came to Abilene, Texas. Why not? I love experiencing new things and it was a great opportunity for me. Now, how I became Dr. Leslie, how I got into emergency medicine, I initially wanted to be a pediatric plastic surgeon. Well, actually, before I went into medicine at all, as a child, I wanted to be a lawyer because I loved to talk. And I would argue anybody, anything, any subject. I loved it. But someone told me that I may have to defend bad people. And I said, no, I can't do that. I just have to help people. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go into medicine instead. Wanted to be a pediatric plastic surgeon. Found out that the residency and fellowship was a little longer than what I wanted to do. I did a rotation in emergency medicine and that was it. I was just done. I knew it was the perfect thing for me because you never know what's gonna come to you next. So it's always interesting. Every single day is something new and different. And I get to teach people every day about their own health as well as take care of all their emergency needs. So it was perfect fit for me. Excellent. So well, tell us what were some of the, the peaks and the valleys getting from little Leslie in Philadelphia mm -hmm. to Dr. Leslie? Most of us do have some peaks and valley stories about our journey to being the superstar docs that we've become. Absolutely. So once I graduated from undergrad, I guess there weren't really any valleys before that, but um, I was on scholarship at Boston University, so that was definitely a wonderful peak. Uh, I did not go straight from undergrad into medical school. That was my plan but didn't work out due to just an administrative error, not on my behalf, but my application was never submitted by my university. Mm -hmm. So I had to take some time. And in that time, I worked for a uh, internal medicine doc in his office and he was my mentor and gave me a lot of great information about getting into school and I tried medical school the first time. And I say the first time because, yes, there is a second time. I made it about halfway through and had a little bit of an unfortunate situation where I was poisoned by carbon monoxide. And it was a very slow leak in my home. So I wasn't aware of it. As you may or may not know, carbon monoxide, you, it's odorless. You don't know it. And I couldn't figure out why I would have headaches and I just couldn't concentrate. Well, that lack of concentration does not do well for your studies. And so I had to leave medical school, but I was not about to give up, not by any stretch. And so I took a little bit of time off about a year and a half and I went back. I went changed schools and flew through the rest. 
So wow. that was how I became officially Dr. Leslie Sharp. Well, that's really interesting that you bring up because uh, a lot of people are impacted by environmental toxins and usually initially don't know it. You know, they don't know about, you know, why am I having these headaches and, and, and neurotoxicity can show up with that lack of concentration, not able to retain information. And again, it's subtle. So it takes a moment. And I think we're, we're beginning to uh, relate many issues around environmental toxicity also to social justice issues, because a lot of the environmental toxicity that has shown up in marginalized communities, we see in the increased rates of asthma, as for example, as compared to people who don't live in neighborhoods off of bus lines or transportation lines or, or near um, uh, a garbage disposal areas or refineries, ex for example. And so, you know, that carbon monoxide poisoning, that is, again, something that occurs naturally in our environment. And it's something that people can actually test for in their homes because that's how it often appears. If there's a slow leak, then we don't know what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I am really happy that your brain healed and you went on to do the fabulous things that you're doing in emergency room medicine. And tell me what are some, well, of course, we're coming out of a pandemic and we can't ignore that fact. So tell me, what are some of the things that you are seeing in your emergency room, both maybe related to the pandemic and maybe not? Well, during the pandemic overall, and I'm not talking about people who were affected by COVID itself, but our numbers were decreasing because a lot of people were afraid to come to the emergency department, even when they had serious issues going on, because they were worried about catching COVID. So... That in my area of Texas has more or less returned back to our usual numbers okay. um, as far as patients being seen, which is a blessing because so many people, as I said, who needed to come to the hospital would wait until the last minute and wait until they were direly ill when there are things that could have been resolved earlier. So I'm glad that they are coming back in when needed. However, the Delta variant is starting to increase in my area as well. And so we're slowly starting to see some of those numbers creep up, not anywhere where were they where they were before, but it is slowly starting to creep up. And that is a huge concern for us. Yeah, so yeah, so no, it's not over yet. So so would you say hand washing, social distancing, mass wearing and getting your vaccination are still very much in order. Absolutely. And I'm even going to change that order up a little bit because I want you to get your vaccination first. first yes. <laughs> um, people, I mean, we all know you can still catch COVID even if you've been vaccinated, but you're not going to get seriously ill. You're not going to require hospitalization. 
that's not where it is. But there's so many people who still are vaccine hesitant for whatever reasons, or they've just decided that they don't want it all together. And that's where all the danger comes in because we don't have herd immunity. We're not there. We're just not there. We're not. So there you have it, folks. An ER doc on the front lines. Just, you know, again, we're here to educate and inform, encourage people to reach out and connect with their health care providers, their health care professionals, so you can optimize your health and wellness. So we have Dr. Erica has joined us. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Erica, and welcome. Good morning, Dr. Ian, and welcome. So Dr. Erica, one of our nation's top psychiatrists, Dr. Ian, one of our nation's top Chinese medicine doctors and priests and acupuncturists. And I'm so happy to call them both superstar friends. And we have, this is a new uh, friend to me, Beatrice. Thank you, Joseph. Perhaps this is somebody that you know, Dr. Dr. Leslie, but welcome. Welcome, Beatrice. We're glad to see you. We're glad to see you. So yes, indeed. So now, all right, Dr. Leslie, let's keep going down this pike here. You and I met through the Medical Mogul Network. We're both graduates of the Medical Mogul Academy. And we are just, I feel like we're very fortunate because we're part of a handful of people that has learned something that we didn't learn in medical school which is the business of medicine, the business of medicine. And our mentor, Dr. Drayon Birch, focuses on teaching us how to diversify and use our fabulous medical education outside of the traditional hospital setting, outside of the clinic. And also, if you are working traditionally, how to take that up like a few thousand notches, how to really level up in terms of your experience and your expression as a medical professional. And you have really, really, really stepped outside the box in several levels. So you've got a show, your emergency medicine show, two minute emergency. You're a speaker, you're a photographer, Take us down the path on each of those journeys, because I know there are people out here watching this morning that are thinking, man, I'm in a box and I need to get out of this box. Absolutely. Well, I was definitely in the box. There's no question, because in medical school, you learn your specialty and that's what you're supposed to do. That's it. That's the end of the story but it doesn't have to be the end of the story at all. So I have, I'll start off with the photography side of things. I have loved photography for many years. My father was an amateur photographer. And so it kind of came naturally for me as I watched him develop pictures, in his dark room, and it was always so exciting to see what would be revealed next. I started out in wildlife photography because I love to travel. And I was always going here and there, and I enjoyed it. And so slowly, as I became part of the medical mogul community, I learned how to take those interests in photography 
and turn that into a business. So now I focus more, yes, I still want to travel and when COVID's over, I'll get back to that. But I focus more on taking product photography to help small businesses develop their online presence, um, getting those ideal images for their products to get them sold in the digital marketplace and just bringing more awareness to small businesses. So I love being a help as far as that goes. And I also help medical professionals for those all important headshots because especially now when everything is on these platforms, we want to look our best. And so you don't apply for a job or anything like that anymore on paper. That's the way of the past. Everybody wants to see what you look like and why not present yourself in the best possible manner. So I love doing that. And then I have the medical side of things. I have been involved in medical mission work for over 20 years. And that has taken me all over South America, Central America, the Caribbean and Africa in doing that. So I have broadened my horizons in so many different ways and each one is providing a different service to people. And that's what we're here on this earth to do is be a service to others. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, how long have you been in attending? How many years? Oh, it's been 22 years now. Oh my goodness. And so your medical mission trips, have they been through a particular church affiliation or they have been through different affiliations? They've been through different affiliations. The one that I've been with most is called United Hands Incorporated. And that is actually out of Ocala, Florida. And I'm the medical director for that organization. All right. So do you have a medical mission trip coming up? And how has COVID in the pandemic impacted that? Well, COVID has put a quick halt to it. Um, mm -hmm. Most of the countries we go to, of course, do not want us to come right now. Um, the last one that I went to was in, okay, I guess it was 2019 now, um, and that was to Kenya. Um, we are still not able to go there. Um, but just two days ago, I heard that there's a possibility of Uganda. So that's on possible pipeline there. So I'm excited. I oh, am so excited. And, and, and when would that trip be in Uganda? That would be next year. Next year. Now, if anybody wants to, is this a non-for-profit organization? How would people um, support this, your organization or reach out or get in touch with you or find out more information? Well, that trip is actually through a different group and that's called Beacon of Hope. And everything I do is all nonprofit. Absolutely. We volunteer our time and resources 100%. So we appreciate all donations. And you can find Beacon of Hope online. Just look up Beacon of Hope. Um, there are several organizations with the same name. So if you're interested in donating, look for the little lighthouse. All right. Beacon of Hope with the lighthouse. The lighthouse. Fantastic. And, yeah. I, you know, I think people should know about this. And, you know, there's a number of doctors who are watching this morning that might like to go on a medical mission trip. I know I've done some medical mission work and enjoyed it very, very much. And I would love to travel with you in that capacity, Dr. Leslie. 
Oh, my pleasure. I would love that, Dr. Carol. Yes, yes, yes. And so Dr. Ian is saying we are multidimensional. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And Sharon is saying, interesting life you have weaved together. And it to me, you know, to weave these lives together, that it's 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 a tapestry of many colors, is it not? And it is interesting. It is fantastic. And it is instructive. I think it demonstrates to other people that you can have this tapestry rich life if you choose to, if you choose to. And then find your community, gather that community that enriches you and encourages you. Because there are a lot of people that would be like, girl, what, 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 what you doing all this? Traveling. <laughs> A photography, you know, isn't being an ER doctor enough? And just stay in your corner, stay in your niche. Why? Our lives are only limited by our own minds. So if there's something else that you want to do, research it, check it out, find out what's out there because there's nothing that says, I mean, I'm going to use Dr. Carol as an example. Dr. Carol, you're a former life. What did you do? Well, you know, I was a professional dancer and choreographer. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> you decided, hey, I love dancing. I absolutely love dancing, but there's something else I want to do. You could have been stuck in that same little box of being just, and I'm not going to say just a dancer. I'm not belittling dancing at all. But you said, I want to do something different. Yeah, I want to use all of me and all this brain. That always stunned me as a kid. What do you mean we only use 10%? Most people only use 10% of the capacity of their brain. And I'm like, wow, we have all this up here. You know, we, you know, what we need to do is imagine it. What we need to do is, is tap in, you know, send those roots deep and let's see what kind of tree we're able to grow. So, and speaking of which, you're often talking about, you know, you've, you've mentioned, and I know you're going to send us off with your, tips about finding true freedom and, and your definition of freedom, but you have found a niche within emergency room medicine about human trafficking. How did you come to that? And was that something that you came across or that you noticed in patients that you were treating that you did discover that they were being trafficked? So tell us about your interest in ending human trafficking. Well, that actually started a couple of years ago when I heard about a seminar and decided to attend. That simple because you hear about it here and there, but I never had much information. And at that point, I didn't think I'd ever had anyone that was human, that was trafficked. Once I went to the seminar, my eyes were opened because we don't see what we don't know to look for. And looking back through all of the patients that I've seen, I realized that quite possibly I missed a lot of cases. I don't want to say a lot, but I've missed cases mm -hmm. where I didn't know the questions to ask. So people don't walk into the emergency department saying, help me, you know, mm -hmm. somebody's doing something or manipulating me under, you know, without my permission, um, against my will, they're holding me captive. People don't. 
because there's a lot of control going on. There's a lot of shame going on. There's so much involved in human trafficking. And so I, after going to that seminar said, this is something that has to change. And Texas is one of the largest states in the country for human trafficking. Mm. So it's under our noses and it involves children as well as adults. It involves men as well as women. It involves, contrary to what people think, people think that that's all people coming from other countries. It's not, it's not. For every one person that is from another country, there are 10 people in the US homegrown that are in human trafficking as victims. So it's not foreigners, it's here in the US and it is incredibly widespread. And so, oh, are there any organizations that you work with around ending human trafficking? There are. There is an organization here in my home, here in Abilene, called Beyond Trafficking. That's the major one that I work with. However, there are others all throughout the country. And if you look online, you can go to, um, I'm blanking on the name right now. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> It'll but come to you. It'll come to me. Um, but uh, <coughs> National Center for Missing and Exploited Children is one of the ones. Um, yeah, the other ones. It'll come to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's all yeah, right. There yeah. are several. It'll come to you. I'm choking. It's all good. <laughs> all right. So, where can people find you, Dr. Leslie? Uh, they can find me just by looking for Dr. Leslie Sharp. Uh, I have a website by that name, so you can contact me easily that way, or you can find me on all social media as Dr. Leslie Sharp or Dr. Leslie. Dr. Leslie, Le Leslie Sharp.com, right? Dot com, correct. D R L E S L I E S H A R P E, correct? Correct. Don't forget that E. That's right. That's right. So I'm going to add this as a banner because I always like, well, where did it go? Dr. Les? Oh, there we go. I'm going to show. So that's where people can reach. My guests are really generous with their time, with their information. So go on over to her website, check that out, bookmark it, and then go back and make sure you reach out to her on any of these things that you might be interested in. I'm thinking now, boy, I'd love to go on a medical mission trip with you and Dr. Ian and Dr. Dietrich and Dr. Erica and Sharon, Victoria. Whoa, what a powerful group that would be, an absolutely powerful group. And then finally, let's see, talk is, you, you know, you've got this creative side. You and I are both creatives with this creative side and yours has manifested itself in the world of photography. Talk a little bit about your journey as a photographer. And I hope other people are getting ideas about how they can manifest all aspects of themselves as well. Well, a lot of people these days consider themselves photographers if they own a camera. There's a little oh, more. 
Oh, an iPhone. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And actually, phones more than anything else these days. Not exactly true yet. You may be able to take some wonderful images with your iPhone, with your camera, but there's a lot of education involved as well. And so I am part of an organization called PPA, which is Professional Photographers of America. And it is all about developing your skills as a photographer. So I've been working with them for the past, gosh, I guess it's been five years now. And it is a wonderful opportunity to become a certified photographer. So that is, there are specific courses that you have to take, studies that you have to do in order to develop your skills. And so that's one of the things that I enjoy. I mean, life is learning. So as you're constantly learning, you're improving yourself, it's a wonderful opportunity. But as I said, everything came from my father. It was his creative spirit that started this journey for me. And I just love it. I see images in everything, everywhere. You can find something that you would, the least thing you would think of, the least thing you would think of. That little flower going through a crack in the sidewalk. Anything, anything can be art. And so that's what I love about it. Oh, beautiful. I feel the same way. Anything can be art. And just like, you know, you might think that you're listening to a, a poem and you're focused on the words or a piece of music. And I'm always seeing movement mm -hmm. to it, you know, in the same way that your photographer's eyes always seeing the beauty of it, the fascination of it, the different angle of it, and then wanting to be able to capture that. And, and share that. So, all right, Dr. Leslie, this has been a fabulous, fabulous talk. And um, I don't know, it's, it's time for me to, to, to get my refreshing cup of tea. It might be time for you to have your morning beverage. But before we go, I would love it if you would tell our viewers what is freedom to you? And perhaps some of our viewers can also put it in the chat. What does freedom mean to you? Tell me what freedom means to you. Ah, so freedom to me is freedom. It's in the mind. It doesn't matter where you are. There are people who are incarcerated and they can still be free within their minds because no one can take that away from you. It is the ability to go beyond and not be restricted in any way by your thoughts. So I look at five steps to personal freedom and I'm gonna read these off for you. Okay. Don't be limited by what other people think. Number one, don't be limited by what other people think. Beautiful. Exactly. Because when we, there's a difference between getting opinions from people and getting counsel. Counsel will take you to a higher place from people who have more information than you do, who can help guide you. An opinion, everyone has one, but doesn't mean they're always right for you. So that's number one. The second is finding what you love and making that into a business. And a lot of times they can be things that you wouldn't necessarily think of. 
I mean, kind of a crazy example, but I thought of the other day about Silly Putty. I don't know how many people out there of the age that they remember Silly Putty, but it is a child's toy that made millions of dollars because somebody said, huh, this is kind of fun. Why not? Um, discovering how to help other people with your passions. To me, as I said, we're all about a life of service and how you can help other people will make your business, no matter what it is, grow and flourish. Yes. So to me, utmost importance. And also finding a niche within that, whatever you choose, finding your own niche. You can't be everything to everyone. So find out what person, what group of people you can help the most and try to focus on that. And you can make a greater impact, even in a small community, because that'll always have ripple effects. Yes. And my last one is learning how to accept the help of others. So as I was saying about counseling, at the same time, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's nothing that says you have to do it all yourself. Other people can help you if you're willing to accept their help. And so it's a community effort. Every person has been influenced by other people along their way, along their course. And so accepting that gift from someone else can help you as well. I love it. 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 So we have, so DM, my beloved is sharing freedom as a mindset that allows bending the obvious pathways. If anyone else has a definition of freedom, please be sure to put that in the chat and please be sure to share this broadcast. There's, there's a word in here that's going to be transformative for someone. Sharing is caring. And we want all of us, all of us that are watching here today are superstars. I don't want any of us to continue to be best kept secrets because the gifts and the passions that we are bringing to the world are extraordinary. Speaking of which, Dr. Yvette, Dr. Yvette M. McQueen, the travel doc, the another emergency room physician. So you all are in the same um, specialty in medicine. She's saying, follow your passion. And she has been a guest on the show and her life demonstrates that so beautifully about just finding your niche. Her niche is travel. So, and I think this is perfect. We have two ER docs that have expressed their intelligence, their creativity, their beauty, their passions outside of medicine in two completely different ways. So I'm excited. I'm really excited about to be able to share that insight. So from Dr. Ian, freedom is embraced the idea that as man thinketh, so is he or she. Yes, I agree with that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Freedom is the embrace, the idea that as man thinketh, so is he or she. And you know what? And that is so true because you mentioned, you know, you could be incarcerated 
and still be free. Look at Nelson Mandela. Absolutely. 27 years, most of it in isolation. And yet that mind, and again, that captures as a man thinketh, so is he or she following your passion. Freedom is a mindset from Victoria. Freedom is allowing me to be me and do me without being apologetic. Hear me, see me, judge me not. Powerful, powerful insights that this audience is sharing this morning. So really, really beautiful to to see this and to experience this and to feel this. And now I'm going to go share some things that are coming up in my world this summer. And I hope that Dr. Leslie, you and I will just continue to stay close and continue to share. And is there anything like, you know, your what's next? So think about your what's next. Is there anything that you're reading that you want other people to read? Because summertime is often a time when we catch up on some of our reading and we carve out those moments of relaxation when and where we can. So you think about that. What's coming up in my world. So now, you know, I'm an obesity medicine specialist. My goodness. And I have been hearing the stories about this was COVID-19. It could have been called the COVID-19 plus pounds. So many people are concerned about their weight gain. So coming up this week, there is a three-day slim down conference. My beloved is going to put some information about that in the chart. I'm a guest speaker at this summit. If you want to get some tips about getting your metabolism back in order, I suggest you come on over, register for this event, get your information, register for this event and get your information. Here is the information in the chat. So go ahead and take a screenshot of that, share this with friends and family, because what I want to help spread the word of how people can optimize their health and well-being. And there's been so many concerns about that. So many concerns about that. Good morning, Patrick. Patrick's had a fabulous vacation and birthday celebration. Happy birthday to you, Patrick. So listen, go on over here. Be sure you register for this. It's chock full of information. I'm speaking next Friday. So just in time for that 4th of July weekend when we might want to dive headfirst into the potato salad and into the barbecue. But I'm saying maybe hold back just a little bit, have just a little taste and, you know, don't go too crazy with that. Also, I've got a new group place for us to gather on Facebook, Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit, the same name as this show. I've been sending out invites. Please accept your invitation. It's a public page. And I'm going to be sharing all things about uh, metabolic um, uh, medicine, lifestyle medicine, obesity medicine. It's really going to be an informational gathering spot. So please accept your invitation. Introduce yourself on Facebook over and the new group, Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit. I've got some great opportunities coming up. I'm going to be doing a 90-day challenge that I am kicking off in July. 
Um, I'm offering this um, as both a part of my programs and also as a bonus. So go on over there to Weightless and Mind, Body, and Spirit, where you can find out all about that in the coming days. And finally, Dr. Leslie, I hope that you will really take advantage of this opportunity. You know our friend, our superstar, Dr. Jarrett Patton, right? Mm-hmm. He is having his annual conference, and it's in your hometown of Philadelphia. Yes. It's called License to Live. So I think my darling is going to be dropping that in the chat. And it's really all about exploring what we have been talking about today. How do you get outside of the box? How do you take your wonderful training, your wonderful exposure, and step outside of it? Get creative. Gather a following. Shift into career paths and avenues. Finding your niche. All of what you were talking about and your top five tips for freedom. So listen, I want you to get on a plane. Book it now. It's the 16th and 17th of July in Philly. I believe you have family still in Philadelphia you need to connect with. Yes. He is in the Philadelphia area. I hope he will grab his spot at the conference. And I hope that we will plan to be going out to dinner um, over that weekend. I'm going to book my hotel right now. We're going to make that a celebratory weekend. Dr. Yvette, I hope to see you there. Victoria, I hope to see you there. Let me stop talking and put this in. So screenshot that. It's the License to Live conference live in person. I can't wait. Of course, all of the COVID-19 precautions will be in place. Dr. Jarrett is carefully following the guidelines but we're going to have a wonderful opportunity. Yes, it's called License to Live. There it is. There it is. And we want as many people as possible to register, to come together in Philadelphia in person so we can infuse each other with this sense of freedom, this sense of exploration, this sense of getting outside of the box. All right. And good morning all the way from Pakistan. Kieran, good morning and welcome. So we are truly international here today. And as always, I invite you to go ahead. And, uh, you know, if you I would love you to get a discovery call with me. This is how you can get a discovery call with me. It's scrolling across the bottom of your screen there. And um, so, Dr. Leslie, I'm going to turn back to you. I'd like you to have the, the last word. Is there, share what's next, or if there is anything that you would like to invite us to read, to expand our minds, expand our horizons this summer? Well, there are several books that I would like to get back to. I know that there are several folks in our mogul community that have produced wonderful books that have just come out. And so I have purchased many of them. I'm excited to get ready and start reading them, hopefully relaxing in a lounge chair somewhere. But I'm excited for that to happen. And as for myself, 
I am looking forward to this fall. I'm going a little bit beyond summer, but I will be opening a concierge medicine practice. So I'm excited to get that up and running. It's going to start off uh, right here in Texas, but it will be expanding quickly, God willing. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, listen, this has been a delight. I hope to see you in Philadelphia. I hope to see you in Uganda. Hope to see you at the the, the Slim Down Conference. My goodness. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. So good morning and welcome, Patricia, who is... She is in the hospital this morning. She's in the beautiful beach community of Long Branch, Seven Presidents Beach. Uh, Presidents seriously did Calvin Coolidge and beyond did summer here in Long Branch, New Jersey. And we're wishing you well and a speedy recovery as well, Patricia. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank all of you for tuning in. My special guest today has been, oh, Dr. Leslie Sharp. There she is. Her beautiful countenance is smiling upon us all. You can go on over to Dr. Leslie Sharp. That's D-R-L-E-S-L-I-E-S-H-A-R-P-E. Find out more about her. And now we will not be back here next Sunday because it is 4th of July. I don't know what adventure I'm going to be on, but I'm going to be on one for sure, expanding my horizons. But we will be back here on July 11th with our special guest, Dr. Hope, another medical mogul who's going to be bringing her story to you live here this summer. All right, you all listen, have a wonderful, wonderful. So Dr. Ian saying it was a pleasure communing with you, Dr. Leslie. And yes, it was indeed a great pleasure. So we're going to get ready to sign off. I'm going to ask Dr. Leslie to meet me backstage in the green room, and we will see you right here in two weeks. In the meantime, accept your inv invitation to join the Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit community. See you on Facebook. All right. Bye. Bye.